Welcome to your Coach on Demand. I'm Dr. Greg Ketchum. I'm a psychologist and executive coach and a former radio talk show host. I'm joined by my partner, Steve Kofsky, who is a technology journalist and author and also is a former talk show host. We invite you to give a listen, try out some of the action steps we recommend, and we think you'll be glad you did. Today we're going to talk about what do emotions have to do with leadership and in Dr. Greg, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good question, Steve. And the subtitle of this is why your success depends upon your leadership EQ and your business skills. Now, you know, traditionally talking about emotions at work was looked upon as, you know, you don't really do it. You don't even want to, you're not even supposed to bring your emotions to work. It's that touchy-feely soft stuff. In fact, we have to quote uh, Tom Hanks from, you know, the immortal a League of Their Own. There's no crying in baseball. That's that's how a lot of people feel about the business places. There's no emotions there's, here. Check those no at the emotions. door. That's a, but you know what's happening, Steve, is in the last 10, 15 years, research is showing that the best leaders have something called EQ or EI, emotional intelligence, in addition to their great business skills and smarts. Now, the concept of EQ was popularized in 1995 by Daniel Goleman in his book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. Now, there's a debate over the definition and whatnot, but we have a couple of definitions okay. here, Steve, of uh, what EQ really refers to. So can you, can you provide that I, for the audience? For I us? can. I, I have a copy right here. The, uh, there's a couple of definitions that we'll use. EQ refers to uh, the ability to uh, tweak the sound from your stereo. <laughs> and isn't that what EQ well, is? Well, in the old days, Steve, okay. but that's not what we're talking okay. about. Well, we, oh, there's some others yeah. here. Let yeah, me try yeah. one of these. Um, Measure of a person's adequacy in such areas as self-awareness, empathy, and dealing sensitively with other people. Okay. And uh, another is an ability or capacity to perceive, assess, and manage the emotions of oneself and of others. Right. And I think the bottom line scale here is, is really about self-awareness. You know, how self-aware are you of your own feelings and emotions, and how much control can you regulate over those, and how much awareness do you have of other people's in those ways. Now, why is this important to our listeners, Steve? I'll tell you why. I'll Good, tell you because why. I was okay. at a loss. <laughs> well, organizations are flatter and more matrixed, meaning that you often don't have direct control over the people and resources you need to get your job done. So being able to work with people across boundaries is key in your social skills, which is really what we're talking about, are more important than ever. And let me tell you one little piece of research, Steve, that's going to blow your socks off. Because you're thinking, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Hold them up, oh, this is, you know, fluff, 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 fluff. Check, 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 fluff. Okay, I okay. know that's what you're thinking. All right, all right. So here's the research. In 1996... Note the eye rolling here. Okay. Okay. In 1996, the study of a global food and beverage company, David McClelland, a renowned researcher, by the way, okay. not his brother, Doug McClelland, who's another story. Food and beverage. Right. Okay. But with you, this, this researcher found that when senior managers had a critical mass of emotional intelligence, their divisions outperformed yearly earnings by 20%, yearly earnings goals. Meanwhile, division leaders without the critical mass of emotional intelligence underperformed by about the same amount. So that's bottom line. So you're telling me the the, the mushy stuff actually uh, goes right to the bottom line of the company, and there's there's money involved here. As paradoxical as that sounds, Steve. Well, now I can get my arms around that a little bit. Let's, <laughs> I let's, thought that let's, would... Let's have a group hug, everybody. <laughs> I thought that would get your attention. <laughs> I really did. Okay, now let's talk about the qualities that make up emotional intelligence.
that first one we talk about is self-awareness, and that is the ability to identify and understand your own feelings and their impact on others. Okay, that's number one. Number okay. two is self-regulation. Being centered a little bit. Yeah. You want to take a moment? Uh, I kind of do. Okay. You know. Well, you just do that. Self-awareness to me is knowing whether your zipper's up. So <laughs> I think I've got a little bit of a different definition than maybe Goldman has of that. But well, but that, I think that's a good place to start. Well, it is. But we're all about stepping this up a level, Steve. Okay. okay. All, right, all right. So number two quality is... Keep it above the waist. That's right. Self-regulation right. or the ability to control your emotions and think before acting. And I know that's a challenge for you, Steve. <laughs> number three. I've number had it up to here with you in these. Okay. I know. Number three uh, quality is motivation. That that refers to being driven by more than just money. You know, mm. you have a, a motivation to achieve. Number four is empathy. Or what the, else is there? I just <laughs> you, are there a couple of things you could know? I well, you know what? I don't care too much for money. Uh, Won't buy you love. That's right. Okay. okay. And number, the fourth fourth quality is the empathy or the ability to sense and understand other people's emotions and take them into consideration when you make decisions. And the fifth quality is social skills or the ability to successfully manage relationships with others. And that's the natural outcome of the, uh, all these other qualities put together. So those are the, the five qualities that make up emotional intelligence. The good news, Steve, is that anybody can improve in these areas. These are, some people are naturally better at them, but anybody can improve. So here's some action steps of what we're asking our okay. listeners to do. Number one is learn to be a, self, a good self-observer, and that means that you begin to pay attention to what you sense or feel. You know, we take in information, but we typically uh, really focus much more on what we think than what we sense or feel. And so sensing and thinking are different things. Sensing means that I'm, if I'm uh, in a room and I'm just sensing tension in the room and, and that people are kind of uptight, I might be thinking about my goals for the meeting. So being a good self-observer just means paying attention to both levels of that. So you, you, okay. are, you're, you're, you have your goals in mind, but you're also kind of stand outside of yourself and, and ask, okay, what am I sensing? What am I picking up? What am I feeling here? Because that's action step number one. And that's I'm usually a lot more tuned into, like, you know, is there still one of my favorite bagels left? <laughs> and, you know, what, is there enough coffee and, and things like that? And But I can sense tension sometimes around those issues okay. as well. Well, probably more in yourself than Yeah, I mean, that's my self-awareness. I'm still hungry. But, so, yeah. so what I'm saying is learn to be a... Better observer than yourself than of the bagels. So can I put it that way to you, Steve? And that yeah, across? that actually okay. helps a lot. All right, so learn to be a good self-observer. That's number one. And number two is learn to be a good observer of other people and their feelings. So you take that same skill of observing your own emotions and apply it to others' feelings. So you pay attention, attention to what you sense from other people. So in a team meeting, you might ask yourself, okay, what am I sensing here in the room? It seems like Debbie... It has been really quiet, and I'm getting a kind of a weird, you know, vibe from her. So I'm wondering what's going on about that. Mm -hmm. So you take that in. You may not act on it, but you just take it in as information. So emotional intelligence, again, we're talking about your self-awareness and awareness of others. Okay. So number three, action steps here. And I know this will be hard for Well, actually, you know what, Steve? Most of these are going to be hard for you. Yeah. Well, it doesn't well, matter which. That's a given. It doesn't okay. matter which podcast we're talking about. <laughs> no, I know it's it really hard yeah. for you. Okay, number three. And, is, and that's just a measure of how tuned in you are to my feelings. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he eats the dog food, folks. He, you know, he, he knows me. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So our third action step is 
always have a dual goal in mind. So typically we focus all our attention on achieving our goal, like get that bagel for you, for example, yeah. in interaction. Yeah. But you want to ask yourself this question and let it guide you in your interaction. So how can I get great project results and build trust and commitment at the same time with the people that I'm dealing with? Now, if you took nothing else from this podcast but that, that you broaden your horizon, your goal when you are interacting with others, how can I get excellent results and build trust and commitment at the same time, that's going to raise your EQ a great deal. Okay, that'll, that'll shoot you up on the Goldberg scale and uh, on the pay scale and everything else because they're going to be more successful That's right. if you follow this. I mean, the numbers are there to show it. That's exactly right. And number four here, we'll talk about get, get a journal. Now, this can be kind of touchy-feely, but a journal is a great tool for boosting your EQ. It gives you a place to jot down your observations of your own or others' feelings and to make a note on how others respond to you and uh, the changes that you might want to be making uh, to boost your EQ. Now, journals work for some people, but not for everybody. But I recommend that you do it and, and try that out. And then finally, you want to... You know, actually, a way that I think would work for me is I'm, I'm frequently taking notes in meetings. Right. And, uh, but I'm taking, I'm taking down what people have said right. and what I think might be relevant later to the project right. to, take, to make a point of taking a note about... Something, what you know, sensing, yes, what I'm sensing what, emotionally, right, right. what I'm feeling, what others are yeah. feeling, I think that could be a, an easy way to at least get a get a start in this. Well, Steve, I'm so proud of you. I am so doggone proud of you. It's like you've almost learned something. My blushing. <laughs> you are blushing. Uh, so, um, and then the last step here is just do your research. You can Google emotional intelligence. And, uh, you know, you'll get scads and scads of stuff coming up there. Uh, there's one good article by Goldman, and that's uh, What Makes a Leader by Daniel Goldman. That's in Harvard Business Review. You can find that online. So, so boosting your EQ, Steve, is a process that takes some time, but commitment to developing it is your first step. Now, this is not beca about becoming emotional at work. And it's, there's a difference between being a sensing or feeling person and an emotional person. We're talking about boosting that sensing. So we think that you'll find. Although don't don't underestimate the uh, the impact of tearing up during say you know, you know where you're reviewing your your pay and whatnot. exactly yeah. you know yeah. so, but yeah. little Timmy needs his you know think about it yeah okay but, think but about that's, it but that's that's a that's a matter for another that's podcast, another podcast perhaps. Yeah. Yes. so I think I think we covered emotional intelligence Steve and why it's important to you okay well thanks for joining us I'm Steve Kosky with Dr Greg Ketchum. And this is your coach, On Demand. And finally, if you'd like to get in touch with your comments or questions, just send me a note at drgreg at talentplanet.com. That's D-R-G-R-E-G at talentplanet.com. Thanks. Holmes, if you must face around in circles, I wish you'd change directions now and then. You're, you're making me dizzy. Bah. It's inexcusable, Watson. Inexcusable. No initiative. No imagination. Nothing ever gets done. If you're alluding to the inactivity in this last session of Parliament, my dear Holmes... I'm not speaking of our lawmakers, Watson, but of our lawbreakers. The London criminal is certainly a dull fellow. What makes you say that? Well, look out of the window. Ideal weather for committing a crime. The criminal advances and his intended victim practically unseen. He punches and disappears into thin air. <laughs> there have been numerous petty thefts, ah, I believe. Petty. Pickpockets, ragamuffins. What's the country coming to?